Welcome to Coconut Oil, Stardust, and Dope Vibes. This is your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela. And this episode gets us into the first quarter of 2023. I did do a bonus episode for um, 2023 Insights that will pretty much wrap this season, that pretty much wrapped last season. Um, so make sure you go back, take a listen to that because it gives just a little brief, uh, information about the, what to expect in 2023, but we're going to look at January, February, and March, and I'm going to look at this the way that I have been guided to, um, which is going to be a bit different format just slightly a different format than what um I typically have done before we're going to be looking more at the moon phases we need to get back to being intuitively driven intuitively connected and really taking a focus at that at the moon phases I love you know the way that we do astrology here in the Western world, um, kind of the American way that we do it, it's based a lot on um, just having fun and a really superficial look at astrology. But to me, astrology is really this tool of self-development. And I feel like if we would... Uh, just take the time to delve in a little bit deeper. We can get past some of the stuff that just kind of sensationalizes. Now, when I say get deeper, I'm not saying that we're going to make it like overly intricate or it's going to be very hard. I'm simply talking about actually tapping in and really using the information that we have to apply it to ourselves. Um, especially natal chart wise, like your natal chart never changes. That info does not change. It's stationary. But what's interesting is as you grow and you develop and you expand, you go back and you look at this information and you're like, oh my God, like I, I didn't even realize that was there. I didn't even see that was there. And it gives you this new introspective look. So, um, more so instead of going through every major alignment in the month, I'm sticking to looking at the new moon, the full moon, and when the sun transits into a new um, a new zodiac sign. And we're also going to look at a few of the moon transits that I feel like are important to highlight for the month. So for January... It's our focus is beginning the year with clarity. We're starting out the calendar year um, and understanding that that sense of clarity actually comes from divine knowledge. We have to look at what is actually being presented in front of us and then intuitively discern what exactly is being presented in front of us. So 
clarity is always there. The ability to have the insight is always there. It's just kind of like, what are you doing with the knowledge as it comes to you? A lot of times what happens is we get this knowledge, we get these facts, and then we're just like, oh, I want it to look like this, or let me make it look like this. And it's like, no, like it, it has to, like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it actually is what it is. And so you have to delve in with your intuition and your discernment to really make the moves that you need to make. And so on January 6th, we have a full moon in Cancer at 6.08 p.m. So what's always interesting with the full moon is that the full moon zodiac sign is always going to be the polar opposite sign of where the sun is the sun on january 6th is in capricorn right so this is full moon in cancer the moon is at home in the sign of cancer um it's full moon water energy and so we have earth capricorn earth energy and we have the water of the moon what happens when you get those two elements together? You can either have fertilized earth, which will present a space where things will grow and things will flourish, or you could have mud. Um, it could equal quicksand. It could <clears throat> quite frankly be the thing that buries you or keeps you stuck. So you have to have a balance here between that earth energy and that water energy. When we have a full moon, um, it is the end of a cycle. So I want you to look at what you were doing maybe even six months earlier. Have you brought these things full circle? Have you actually, you know, completed some of the stuff that you said you wanted to complete? Have you even addressed some of it? And really the point in doing that is so that way you can clear your plate for whatever is to come. Um, we're also looking with that full moon at manifesting a full insight that has to do with home and that has to do with family. We want to start our year off being very clear about what you want in life and what you want in love and what you want all of this stuff to look like. This is where affirmations come in and you have to be assertive enough to say, I want this and I'm going to go for it. And so that that piece is super important. You're going to look for where cancer is in your natal chart and you're going to look for where the moon is in your natal chart because the moon rules can't uh, rules. Cancer is ruled by moon energy and you're going to look for where those are in your natal chart. And those are going to be spaces where you need to provide yourself a bit more balance um, between your emotions and how you plan things out. Um, and then start to effectively create the plan that you need in order to manifest what you say you want. On the 21st, the new moon is in Aquarius. Now, remember that every month when there's a new moon, um, typically the sun and the moon are in the same zodiac sign. So by this time, we've moved into Aquarius. Um this is fixed air energy. Aquarian energy is it likes independence. It can be a bit temperamental. Um, it likes to intellectualize. It likes the social aspect. It likes to have a space of progression. 
because um, all of our air signs like, you know, a little bit of interconnectedness socially. So with this new moon intention setting, we're clarifying any expectations of the new rules, the new regime that's coming up, having confidence moving into these new spaces, um, understanding like, yeah, I, I actually belong in this room. Moving through that with confidence um, and actually stepping into a new room without feeling like you have to partner with somebody, like not feeling like you have to go in with somebody. It's like you can go ahead and, and step into that space on your own. Um, where is Aquarius in your chart? Where is Uranus in your chart? These are spaces where you can expand a bit more. Um, and make sure that you are actually starting out with a sense of clarity. It's like, oh, I need to progress here more. I need to look at this space a bit more and figure out exactly like where I belong. The sun moves into Aquarius uh, on January 20th at 3.29 a.m., Therefore, a child born at 327 or 328 is still a Capricorn. Um, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus and has some rulership by Saturn. It really hates to have limitations. Um, it is the sign is characterized by the water bearer, um, which was actually male. Sometimes we see the Aquarius sign as being female, but the water bearer was male. Um, and it, his name was Ganymede, and he was taken by Zeus to Mount Olympias to be the cupbearer of the gods because Zeus and his crazy ass saw this young boy and was like, oh my, I want that. The epitome of most of the Roman um, and Greek mythology is like Zeus is like, oh, he's a he's a hot mess. And he's like, oh, I see it. I want it. I like it. I got it. That's pretty much how he was. Um, there's also a story where it says Zeus was angry with humanity and sent his son, the water bearer, to pour waters from the heavens onto the earth to flood it. We've heard that story before as well, um, biblically. So during Aquarius season, we need to look at having a, more of a sense of togetherness. Um and making sure that you understand that when you work on yourself, there should be an element of that that helps to improve the community and the space around you. Now, we've got that new moon in Aquarius. Um, and it's at its height at 3.53 p.m. on the 21st. But the moon will be in Aquarius itself from the 21st to the 23rd. It's a great time to make sure you're setting your intentions with that Aquarian energy. Full moon is in Cancer on January 6th at 6.08 p.m. But it is in the energy of Cancer um, from the 6th to the 7th. These are ends of cycles. So this is a time where emotions may be amplified during a full moon. Any moods, emotions are amplified. And cancer is, is water energy. So whenever we have a full moon in water energy, we want to make sure to tap into our intuition and tap into our emotions. Um, 
there is a waning gibbous moon on the 8th from the 8th to the 10th it's in leo we want to show a sense of gratitude um so leo is fire energy ruled by the sun and that fire energy can be super courageous super passionate so we want to show a sense of gratitude for all the things that we say we want it's like you can't just go get it and grab it up it's like you have to actually be gracious um, about the process and about being able to maintain the things that you want we have a waning crescent moon um, in scorpio from the 16th to the 17th and um waning crescent energy asks us to surrender relax a bit this is in scorpio energy um and so that moon is going to be a time of us maybe doing a bit of deep reflection but not necessarily having to take action with it it's more like you're just pausing and you're like, yeah, I need to really get that done and surrender to the process of what that transformation looks like. We have a first quarter moon in Taurus um, from the 28th to the 29th. That's going to be a time to reflect. Taurus energy is ruled by Venus. It likes love. It likes romance. It likes balance, but it's earth energy, right? And so we have to reflect on some spaces where we might be a little stubborn or maybe getting ourselves stuck um, at the expense of maybe people pleasing or just wanting things to be like really great. So February, February comes around with some energy that feels like water and it feels like fire to me. Um, our focus is generosity and compassion and having an overall sense of awareness. Now, I also want you to tap into using all six of your senses to feel out the world around us. Uh, we have a full moon in Leo on the 5th um, at 1.28 p.m. Um, this, so you have this moon who is typically ruled by cancer a moon in Leo. Leo rules the sun, right? So we are in Aquarius season, which is air. With a moon, the sun is in air, the moon is in fire, right? Air and fire. Look at those. Think about those, those two elements. Um, fire needs the air. If you have too much air, it creates a forest fire because it's blowing the fire all the way around. Um, the fixed moon, the full moon of Leo is, is fixed energy. That fire is going to burn no matter what, right? The sun is fire. So we're looking at for this full moon, where can you increase your ability towards, um, generosity? Where can you brighten things up more? Like, are there some spaces where you're being, um, inflexible and you need to just kind of shine the light on it and do a bit more, maybe be more introspective. Um, that full moon in Leo is a great time to create. It's very dominant energy. So you have to also be aware of your desires. Now, with that full moon being in the fire of Leo, which is ruled by the sun, if at any time you feel like you just need some rest, go for it.
go for it. Just chill out because that full moon um, energy is amplified. It amplifies whatever the current uh, elemental energy is. Now on the 18th, the sun moves into Pisces at 5.34 p.m., which means a child born this year on the 18th at 5.30 p.m., this is Eastern Standard Time, that child would be an Aquarius, right? There is no cusp. It's either 5.34 is a very specific time. So if you're born at 5.33, you're an Aquarius. If you're born at 5.34 and after, you're a Pisces. Pisces energy is water energy. It's ruled by Neptune. It's mutable. Um, most of the mutable signs have this ability to live on the in-between and just kind of be adaptable. We're looking in Pisces season for compassion and selflessness, um, paying attention to the lifestyles and like life cycles and really being able to tap into all of your senses. Now, the myth with be- with uh, Pisces, <coughs> excuse me, is that Venus aka Aphrodite and Cupid aka Eros they jump into this river to escape the monster his name was Typhon um who was basically killing everybody he's out here on this killing spree and they jump into the river and these two fish uh come and save Venus and Cupid who were the personification of love and so because love which is a natural element that is needed because love was saved. Then Zeus said, I'm going to take these fish and give them a constellation, which is pretty much at the end of every single one of these stories is that somebody's given a constellation and immortalized, right? Um, so sun moves into Pisces on the 18th. We enter Pisces season. So then when we have that new moon in Pisces on the 20th at 2.06 a.m., we are setting intentions to increase our ability towards compassion, increase our intuitive connections, and looking really at how spiritually so many things have changed. Neptune has been in Pisces uh, for 12 years now. Um, is it 12? 10 years now. Because um, it moved into Pisces in 2012. So it's been... 10 years now, we have 14 years in Pisces. Um, there's a lot of spiritual change going on. And so this Pisces season is a perfect time to kind of pause and just be like, you know, where are you at in your spiritual progression? So looking at the moon phases for the month, we start out with that. Um, the ones that look important to me, all of the moon phases are important, but I want to highlight certain ones. The full moon is in Leo um, on the 5th, but the moon itself is in Leo from the 4th to the 6th. We're ending cycles. We're bringing things full circle. We're we're saying, you know what, no more of dim in my light. Then um, we have the waning crescent moon and i think this one is important because the the it stays in waning crescent um it stays in that space through 
Sag through the moon being in Sagittarius on the 14th and the 15th, the moon being in Capricorn on the 16th and 17th, and the moon being in Aquarius on the 18th and 19th, right? And so it's actually quite interesting because that leads up to that new moon in Pisces. So we have this space of surrender and relax for pretty much like a week where we need to just let things go, take our hands off of things for like a week this month. If you are being more intuitively attuned and inclined, that means that you are doing less of trying to orchestrate stuff and you're actually making sure that you let God handle things, right? So we're going to surrender. We're going to relax. We're going to let that be what it needs to be. Um, and then we round out the month with the first quarter moon um, on the 27th, which is in Gemini. It's a space of reflection, um, reflecting really on what you say you're going to do, how you say you're going to do it. Like we've surrendered and relaxed and then we've sat down and said, now I said I was going to do this. How's this going to work out? And then we come to the last month that is part of quarter one. We have March, which to me feels like a lot of fire energy. Um, there's large change in March, which is great because we had that week of surrender and relax in February, right? So then March comes along. We have large change from our outer planets of Saturn and Pluto, lots of slow transformation our outer planets move very slowly they stay in a sign from anywhere to uh from anywhere from like a year and a half to about 14 years it can be in a sign so there's some transits here because pluto is going to be coming out of capricorn and moving into aquarius and saturn uh, is going to be coming out of Capricorn and moving into Pisces. So that's going to be really, really important information um, about how we set uh, about how we set standards for ourselves and the consequences of not setting those standards. Right? Saturn and Pluto work together, where it's like, here's the lesson. Did you learn it? That's how they work together. Now, we also have the vernal equinox this month, which is the um, bringing us into the Zodiac New Year. Um, and it is the spring equinox. So there's a lot happening um, at a cellular level that is going to make us feel those growing pains that I talked about are happening in 20 in 2023 um i talked about that in the 2023 insights we're gonna feel uh, deeply in this month and for those who aren't highly attuned when people get a little erratic or a little offhand and they don't know why it's because of this energy that i'm about to talk about so we start the month off with the full moon in virgo on the 7th um the moon is in Virgo. The sun is in Pisces, though. Virgo is Earth is uh, Earth energy that's ruled by Mercury. Um, so it kind of it's like Earth energy that kind of lives in its head. 
Um, so this full moon in Virgo is about high, like deep transformation and awakening, deepening of um, your values. That's the same day that Saturn moves into Pisces. So lots of transformation, deep transformation um, with looking at our internal value system on the third. Mm. I'm sorry, on the seventh. Deep transformation, internal value system. Uh, on the 20th, on the 20th, that is the equinox. Um, the sun moves into Aries at 524 PM. The sun moves into Aries, which is the Zodiac new year. It's cardinal fire energy ruled by Mars. Um, we're talking courageousness, determination can also be your tendency towards being impulsive or short tempered. Now, the myth that goes with Aries uh, has to do with the golden fleece of the winged ram. And this golden fleece shows up in a lot of different stories. It shows up in Jason and the Argonauts. Um, but that golden fleece is represents authority and kingship. Um, and basically, there's a story where the, the ram was sent from Poseidon to rescue the children of the king. Um who like basically their stepmother was like i don't really care for these kids but i'm gonna get this man because i want to be the queen and i want to marry the king but i don't like his kids so she went to go get them thrown out into the river and um chris almalos is the winged ram and he comes through swoops down grabs the kids saves the day and um here goes zeus and says you get to be a constellation. They take his golden fleece after he dies and he's immortalized. And um, that fleece is thought to, you know, only be worn by kings. It's stolen later. It shows up in the Bible. Long story short. Um, but with the equinox, um, pagan rituals have us start to look at fertility, harvesting, right? We're coming out from the spring. Persephone um, comes out. She sees that it's nice. What, you have Groundhog Day around that time somewhere in there? Do we have, do we get to spring or do we have more winter? We have all of these things that signal this high change in the season. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, there should be like a daylight savings time thing somewhere around there too while we manipulate how long we have daylight uh on the 21st the new moon moves in the new moon is in aries on at 1 23 p.m um we need to look at setting intentions that focus on like how do you want things to look for you in the next six months like really developing a plan of action you're going to look where aries is on your chart look where mars is on your chart and um implement some of that uh energy and information in those areas if you have your natal chart if you don't simply ask yourself the question that i asked how do you want things to look for you um in the next six months and really create your plan of action now uh we are on, from the first to the third there's a waxing gibbous moon in cancer really take inventory so you're gonna really just kind of weigh things like sweep around your own front door what's going on in your household 
do things feel like balanced and harmonious and like does home feel like home if not adjust make those changes clear out some stuff um that full moon is in virgo um on the seventh end of cycles um and so we're talking that transformation that deepening of values um on the 21st that new moon is in aries we talked about the intention setting there for the new year creating that plan of action um we have on the 15th the last quarter moon release it's in sagittarius get rid of some of this old doctrine these old philosophy these these other people's thoughts that roll around in your head and tell you what to do when you know that those things go against what your soul needs and then um on the 30th we have a waxing gibbous on the 30th and the 31st the moon is in waxing gibbous again which gives you another chance to take inventory first it's in cancer again and then it's in leo so it's like take inventory take care of home but then go out and show up in your full version of yourself right so if you actually are taking care of home and you realize like, oh, I need to tighten up over here. You show up in a fuller, more balanced version of yourself. Pluto also moves into Aquarius this month on the 23rd. That has to be noted with that Saturn moving into Pisces on the 7th. Um, and like I said, we're going to be looking at, this isn't, we're talking taking inventory, right? And we get a chance to do that twice this month, taking inventory and cancer energy, paying attention to home. Well, that Saturn in Pisces and that Pluto in Aquarius alignment is huge, which means that we're going back and we're looking at these philosophies, right? We're looking at that Pisces energy, that sun moving into Pisces, which talks about like how spirituality has changed us. March is talking about these deep transformations. So March gives us a lot of energy to just be like, are you walking the talk or are you just showing up for the gram for it to just look cute? Like, are you really manifesting or are you just lighting candles um, because it looks cute? Or, you know, are you really like, do you carry crystals because it's on trend or do you really sit and understand the protecting properties? Um, are you showing your altar off online because it's, you know, let me create some content or do you understand that you are the altar and you can pray anywhere like this is really a space where those who are really really about the lifestyle um that's who we need to focus on looking at to help lead and guide us not the superficial stuff the superficial stuff has ruled for way too long um, we have to get into some deeper transformation to really propel us forward in the progression that we need. So beginning of 2023 gives us a little space to just kind of like cool out and gather yourself and get yourself together. But then there's also work to be done. So what I love about following the moon phases is that you gain this understanding that like you're not always working. Like if this is a lifestyle for you. There's an ebb and flow. You can go out and twerk with your friends and have brunch 
and still come back and talk about God. Like there's a balance there. There's a harmony that's there because you're showing up in all facets of yourself. So when we follow the moon, um, we're able to kind of dig deep and say, hey, I need to work on this. And then we're also able to be like, you know what? I've I've learned the lesson here. I can clear this out because 2023 is has a lot to do with um clearing out old karma and old doctrine and old philosophy. So that's pretty much how we're starting off quarter one with just like whole closet clean out before we even get to springtime. Thanks for joining me on Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. Please, please, please make sure that you share the link to quarter one. Um, and then I want you guys to always come back and revisit it and then talk to me about how it has resonated with you so far.